Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Episode 42. Woohoo! Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. I like that. It's got some sass. A little bit of sass. I feel a little sassy today, as you know. <laughs> I did. That is a hundred percent true. Ah, uh, you know, I, I can I just I feel like confession. Oh God, I yes. I'll tell Please you why. Do. I'll tell you the main reason why I'm just feel sassy today. Stupid. It's we're recording this on a Friday, which we don't normally do. Today has been kind of a like do projects around the house day, mm-hmm. and I'm bad at it. I'm terrible at it, and it just puts me in a bad mood. Yeah. You're not bad at every house project. Pretty much. Name one. I'm, I mean, be, I, like I'm good at vacuuming, that kind of but stuff. But you don't even do that. That's like my job. I vacuum all the time. Occasionally. But okay, no. Are you crazy? I will, Occasionally? I will, I will say, I, I love you dearly, but you, that is not your gift set. Is anything that requires like putting a nail in anything yeah. or a screw in anything or electricity, which well, I, I getting makes stuff sense, balanced. St- yeah, so we had this smoke detector, right? It's been driving us insane. Well, okay, actually, can we rewind and talk about that smoke detector sure. issue? So last week was fall break for um, the boys, and so Pete took them to the farm, which is awesome. But I knew I couldn't go to the farm with Pepper because she's still too little, and in the cabin, yep. there's just not a good sleeping situation for Pepper. Um, I'm home alone, which was fine. I figured that out like home alone with a baby for three days and i know there's lots of women that do that but this is like my first time being alone for like however 72 hours anyways i'm sitting on the couch i literally just got settled i fed her she's sleepy and i'm like watching netflix and the freaking fire alarm starts going off and all of our fire alarms are connected chirping not like not like the meh, meh, oh yeah sorry meh, yeah sorry <laughs> there's no fire it, but it's the it's really chirping it's you, like it's chirping and it's the annoying like when you're when it's raining and it's barely raining it's just like spitting you in the it's face like it's every so seconds it goes beep. annoying oh my gosh and you can't annoying. sleep right like I knew I had to yep. get this fixed before nighttime um, and our sweet neighbors came and like helped us out but anyways so that's why we were replacing that but it's been a week did you realize that as of today yeah, it's, I know. <laughs> So now, so most of them were fixed by putting new batteries in. One of them, even after I put the new battery in, the one that happens to be in the garage, and our garage ceiling is, I don't know what, tw- at least tw- it's 20 feet tall. Yeah, at least. And so um, you could take the battery out, put it back in, and it'd be fine for about six hours. Yeah. And then it'd start chirping again. So Which is maddening. It doesn't make any sense. But. After doing everything the internet said we should do, finally it's like we got to replace the thing. So to do that, it's, it's electric. It's hardwired in. So I have to take take it off. So now I have these bare wires. The It's in the garage. So you would think if you turned off the circuit breaker in the garage, it wouldn't be live. Not true. Apparently the garage uh, detector is actually on the bedroom Thingamadoogie. Which I almost shocked myself and fell off a 20-foot ladder. Okay. Oh, wow. It was dangerous. I saw a spark, okay? He literally... I... I was in the kitchen. He comes running inside, and I'm, I am not exaggerating. I am not <laughs> you even. Are, I got, Pete, just by saying that, you're exaggerating. Pete, you were running around with your fists in the air saying, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> and you're like, I'm so amped up right now. I have so much adrenaline running through It gets me fired up. I, I get very, Because like, you think you're going to die. It's yes. legit where your adrenaline's pumping because you yeah. 100% thought and you were going to die. I have to psych myself into it. And I did it. Friends, hey. there's a new smoke detector. What? We, we did what it. What do you mean we? 
I am the you one. You looked that, up some stuff on the internet. Yeah, you were freaking out. Couldn't figure it out. Did you touch a bare wire? <laughs> did you screw any screws? I into did the like the science part, which helped us understand voltage. So that was one project. We're hanging some steer heads. That's another project. That's my that project. That weighed four hundred and fifty-three pounds. There is a really yeah. Um, it, it was a, a gift that we got at Christmas last year. It didn't yeah. come until I think it was September, maybe or, or August. Anyway. It took forever and a day to get yeah. it. And since we've had it, we've been too nervous to hang it up because yep. it's so heavy. But we did it. You did it. Thank you. High five. Good job. That played off last episode. High five. High five. Yeah. I haven't been doing that, by the way. I need to do that. I've done that twice. High fiving yourself. When I felt like I really needed it. If you didn't listen to last week, we talked about like high fiving yourself in the mirror. I need to be better at that. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Or funny. Good stuff. It's funny. So don't listen. So to that. that's why I'm. I'm. I feel sassy today. I just feel I have this edge to me because of doing those projects. I'm. I'm a little frustrated still. And yeah. It's just gonna carry over to this Good. podcast. Well, buckle up, ladies and gents. We're gonna. We're gonna be sassy about. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Okay. Well, so I've, I'm trying to get back in the podcast mode. So. You know, when you, I, I create content for lots of different things, you know, the mm-hmm. podcast is one of them. And then we've kind of been out of the habit of it for like what? It was. Took like a two month break mm-hmm. at least. And um, so I'm having to get back into the habit of trying to. So when you create content, for those of you that do create content for different things, whether you write blogs or articles or messages or whatever. I keep, as you know, Jordan, I have lots of notes. I have Mm -hmm. to constantly like write down little notes when I get an idea of something I might want to create something around. Yeah. And so there's random notes all over the house. And then probably my best thing I do is keep them on my my phone. Yeah. What's that little app called? Notes. 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 No, yeah. (laughs) Wow. What is that app called that I keep notes on? (laughs) Notes. Notes. Yep. Um, And so, you know, I just keep different notes around. And sometimes it's like just a word or sometimes it's a sentence uh, like that's like, oh, maybe you want to look into this. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe this is an idea that could be a podcast or it could be, you know, another talk or it could be an Instagram post or something, Right. right? And uh, a lot, I would say 70% of the different things that I end up either writing down or putting in my phone don't ever actually develop into anything. But I still think it's important to throw them down. For sure. Sometimes you go back to them and you're like, I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what I was thinking of when Mm, I put that down. But something in the moment resonated. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I was thinking about this week and there's two different notes on my phone that I found and I'm like... I know exactly what one of them is because I actually started to write it earlier this week. But the other one, I'm like, I don't know exactly what that was. But now, like, it kind of, I figured it out. And so I'm going to combine a couple notes. Oh, gosh. For okay. episode 42 of Don't Listen to Them. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So the, you want to hear the two different notes? Yeah. The first note uh, was I, I put in my phone at a football game. Mm-hmm. So my all three of my boys play football. My youngest son, Brewers, freshman in high school. He plays quarterback. He's playing some varsity quarterback mm-hmm. as a That's freshman. Amazing. Um, really talented kid. But uh, my other boys played defense, played safety primarily, and uh, which is great, and that's an awesome position. Mm-hmm. But when your kid plays quarterback, it's unique, not only because you just know there's a lot riding on them at quarterback, but – People in the crowd make yeah. a lot of comments about the quarterback. Yeah. And that's been new for me to hear people mm-hmm. saying both 
positive and negative, right? Yeah. You know, because when he's doing well, you can hear the chatter around. You're like, oh, he's amazing. Can you believe how far he threw that ball? Mm-hmm. But when he's off, you hear that too. Mm-hmm. And recently, I was hearing a, a lot of negative chatter in one particular game. And uh, I just kind of put down this, because what I found myself saying over and over, even though he couldn't hear me, I just kept saying, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to them. They have no, you know, cause, and I'll be honest, 80% of the things that all of us say at football games. <laughs> yeah, true. You, you don't want that written down. Us. No, like, and, and it doesn't make sense. We don't know what we're doing or what we're saying or, or what that play was or who actually messed up or whatever. So and so true. I just found myself like thinking to myself, they have no idea what they're talking about. They're not down there on the field. They don't see what he sees. They don't know what play he was trying they to run. They don't know what play Someone was. else didn't do. Yeah. yeah they, they so just don't listen to them, right? There's, People you need to be listening to, but it's not the people sitting around me in the stands right now. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to them. Okay. So I had that note down, and because uh, that, that could go in a lot of different directions. And there was another note that I was actually holding Pepper outside feeding her, and I started thinking about I, earlier that day I deleted something on Facebook. There was it was like uh, it was one conversation, but there were like seventeen comments in this one conversation, and and. It was somebody left a negative comment, and then it just went south quick, right? Yes. Yeah. Other people like added to the negative comment, and then people started to defend, you know, right. uh, me. Uh, and I just I've gotten where I I just usually delete that stuff. It's not worth it to me. Yeah. Uh, and so I deleted it, and that and I really hadn't thought that much about it, but. I started to think about the irony of the comment that was left, okay? So that's where I want to go with this. We're going to combine that for episode 42 of Don't Listen to Them, all right? (laughs) So uh, this comment that was left is interesting. Uh, Can I give you the quote? Yeah, yeah. Because we really haven't had a chance to talk much about this. But here's the quote that I'd put up. An unhealed person can find offense in pretty much anything someone does. A healed person understands that the actions of others have nothing to do with them. Each day you get to decide which one you'll be. Yep. Right? So an unhealed person can find an offense in anything, right? They're just easily offended. A healed person understands, you know, they just don't get offended by all that stuff because they realize that the things that other people do and say rarely have anything to do with them. So that was a quote. So this person kind of left this trash comment on this. And and it's not lost on me. That they were offended by a quote that said an unhealed person can find an offense in pretty much anything that someone does, right? So yeah. that's not lost on me, the irony of that. Um, but they leave this quote, right? And and this this particular podcast isn't really about dealing with criticism. It, for me, it's a much deeper issue here mm-hmm. kind of going on with this. Um, I've addressed that topic of dealing with criticism in the past. I've talked about it so I'm blue in the face. I've talked about why I think it's a complete waste of our time for all of us to leave critical comments on each other's social media <laughs> or, or to respond via to email critical comments. or any yeah. of that, right? I'd much rather build a bridge than build a case. Mm-hmm. And and I've just gotten to the point, you leave anything hateful on my stuff, you say anything about you know my wife or my kids, I'm just instantly going to delete it. Mm-hmm. And there used to be a day where, you know, I would fight that stuff and try to convince people why they should like me and why they're wrong. And I've just gotten comfortable with who I am and where my worth comes from. And I understand that it's not my responsibility to try to correct the version of me that complete strangers have created in their head. Yes. (laughs) Right? Complete strangers. I'm going to say that again because some of you need to hear this, right? Because some of you are just so 
wrapped up in trying to convince the people around you that you know you're good or that you have a great heart or you know whatever right it is not your responsibility to try to correct the version that other people have created of you in their head mm-hmm. it's, it's just not so what i want to address though sorry i'm already on a tangent i told no, you it's I good just, it's good i'm but, listening like because i need it too it's um good. is that I'll tell you essentially what the comment was longer than this, right? And she obviously added to it as it continued. But essentially what she was saying about me is I can't believe you still have a platform with all the wrong you've done. Um, That's exactly what she said, actually. And there's (laughs) some more choice words after that. But uh, I can't believe you have a platform after all the wrong that you've done. Now, I and, and again, I don't know exactly what she meant by the wrongs I've done. Like, there are so many. Like, so, but... Some of the other things she said in following comments made me believe she was referring to the divorce I went through five years ago. And whatever it is that she has heard, mm-hmm. secondhand, fifthhand, probably 20th hand, um, completely twisted information, but stuff she's, she's somehow heard the grapevine about right. what she thinks happened in my divorce. Right. Um, now, I've heard dozens and dozens of different versions of this over the past five years, but basically what people are essentially saying is perfection equals platform. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you do anything wrong, if you fall short in any way, you don't deserve to have a platform. Yeah. Can I add to that? Sure. I also think that people really believe, like, beyond platform, like, at least in my experience watching kind of you, you go through this, even when, like, you were... I, w- I wouldn't even say you had a platform at a certain point a couple years ago, right? You, mm-hmm. d- you And you did that intentionally. You kind of went quiet to like work on yourself. I think even people who are in that mindset don't even want to see that type of person succeed, period. Ever. Success. Yeah, they, like, they think it should be a permanent... Yes. Well, you're canceled. Yes. Like, so I say that to say, if you're listening to this and you don't have a platform, that's not, this is not only relevant to platforms. Like, it's just success in general. Continue. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the, the idea, again, is, is if you screw up, if you do the wrong thing, if you say the wrong thing, if you believe the wrong thing, then you're done. You're canceled. And God can never use you again, mm-hmm. is kind of the idea here. Or shouldn't use you. Right. Shouldn't. Shouldn't. Is what their opinion is. Right. Shouldn't use you. Now, yeah. if you've ever screwed up, and especially if that screw up happened to play out in a public way, what you already know is that, you know, the shame that people on the outside try to project onto you is nothing compared to the internal shame that you already are projecting onto yourself. 100%. And we've all by now read a lot of what Brene Brown has said or listened to what she has to say, and she's one of the first people to really share out loud that the secret voices in our head, uh, or talk about those secret voices in our head that are are driven by this sense of shame. Mm-hmm. And so the voice that you hear, what you continue to tell yourself is, you know, who do you think you are? I've never been good enough. I'm bad. And what Brene teaches us to do is essentially share our vulnerability so that we can live a more meaningful life, which I completely agree with. But our conditioning is so strong, mm-hmm. right? The conditioning of our culture is so strong. And so what you end up doing if you feel like you've fallen short or you're not qualified is that you hide, you stay small, you be invisible, be quiet, don't speak up, don't speak out. And and this is crazy, but for most of human history, if you stood out, you died. 
Like, this is crazy to think about, but across the globe, societies have evolved with specific instructions not to stand out, mm-hmm. right? And so what shame does, shame is this great leveler, right? In cultural anthropology, it's called a leveling mechanism, and it's the practice of ensuring social equality by shaming or humbling anybody who appears to put themselves above, above others. Mm-hmm. So those people in this world who are trying to make a difference in some way maybe you're trying to make a difference as a leader maybe you're trying to make a difference as a teacher maybe you're trying to make a difference as just a parent but it takes a tremendous amount of courage to in any way stand up be strong share ideas write create art encourage people teach people parent whatever and then when our culture comes along with a leveling mechanism that says platform equals perfection in other words If you are going to create, if you are going to write, if you are going to lead, if you are going to in any way have a voice, have a voice or use your life to try to make a difference or to do good, uh, you've got to be perfect. And what that makes you do, because none of us are perfect, right, is it makes you want to run and hide and play small and be invisible and be quiet. And I've said this before. I will say it a dozen times over as long as we have this podcast i'm always going to go back to this because i feel like this is a, a central message in my life and in your life as well is that your sin does not make you second class mm-hmm. and i think we have to remind each other that over and over and over your sin does not make you second class yeah the whole point of one of my favorite stories that i talk about all the time in the bible is the story of the prodigal son the whole point of when the son comes back to the father and the father gives three things to his son. He gives his son a ring, a robe, and a fattened calf, a big meal, right? A feast. So there's a ring, a robe, and a feast. All three of those gifts represent honor, mm-hmm. right? It was, it, was, it was the father saying, not only are you welcome back, you're welcome back and you have honor, Right, yeah, you're my you son. You're not coming back as a servant. You're not working in the stables. Yeah. Right. You're, you, you, you. He, he's saying you're not second class. Your failure is not final. And and here's the biggest irony. If if I if I really want to get on the soapbox, and I think what really kind of irritates me about a lot of this, the biggest irony is that most of the people who want to. Um, Claim platform equals perfection, right? That if you mess up, you're done. Most of that comes from people who claim that they follow the Bible. And and why I think that is the biggest irony in the world is the Bible is a book that arguably gives the biggest platform in history to tell a story about how God has given a massive platform to leaders who have screwed up in some of the most grand ways. Mm-hmm. Like, the most grand ways. You know, I'm so glad cancel culture didn't exist in in God's (laughs) economy. We wouldn't have a Bible, right? It wouldn't be there. There there would have been nobody that that he could have used. And so, you know what? I just, I'm going to keep going back to this and harping on this because I think there's so many people out there that went through something, right? They went through a divorce and that makes them feel like they're second class or they got fired because they did something stupid. And they feel like that, yeah, yeah, or or they had addictions and they burned some bridges and it, it i mean gosh we, we all have things that we look back on that we're very embarrassed by we all have things that we've hidden right that if it went public oh my gosh we'd be so embarrassed if somebody mm-hmm. heard about the those names that we used 10 years ago or that we said this or that we said that right like and i i, I don't know i i just 
I just want to remind people that your sin doesn't make you second class. And if you claim at all to believe in the Bible, just read it, right? The people in the Bible, the sin did not only disqualify them, but it almost seems like it was a prerequisite mm-hmm. for God to use them in a significant way. Before mm-hmm. they could move forward as a king, or before they could move forward as a messenger of the gospel or whatever, right? It, it's almost like they had to be stripped of any notion that somehow they deserve it or that somehow they earned it. Yeah. And once that got straightened out, then, man, God used them in some amazing ways. Mm. So, again, if you have a past, if you messed up, I just I just want you to hear, I want to remind you of this, that you are qualified. You're qualified to lead. You're qualified to influence. You're qualified to chase dreams. You're qualified to be used by God. You're qualified to enter into a new healthy relationship. You're qualified to be a good parent. Your failure does not define you. It doesn't limit you. And it certainly is not final. Mm. So good. Yeah. It's so good. And, you know, I think something we've learned is there will always be people who are going to point that finger at you, right? Like they, they exist in life and our job is not to change their minds. Like you said at the beginning, um, but what I have found so encouraging, and you guys listening, honestly, are a big um, encouragement to us, but there is even more people who want to hear from you after you've been through your crap, right? Like, uh, we've talked endlessly about how we will never follow like a leader, or we, will, we don't want to work under a leader or follow a leader who doesn't have a limp. Um, because for us... Like if you've gone through something and you've come out on the other side, like we want to learn with you. We want to walk with you. Like I I was, this is so elementary uh, comparison, but I was thinking like, if I, I have pepper, right? Like we have pepper. Yep. I am learning the whole mom thing and I'm not going to go ask my friend who hasn't had babies, like what to do in certain situations. I'm going to go to the women that I know who've done this and they messed up or they, you know, mm-hmm. they, they did it wrong and are telling me how to do it right. Like I'm going to go to those women because those are the women I trust and I know they've been through it and I know yeah. that they have w- wisdom. I, I take that on the scale of like what we're talking about and think the people that I run to in moments that I need love are the people I know who have messed up and received love and are offering love back. Like I, it's just such a deeper relationship. I can't even like I'm harping now, but I'll stop. And so I I just, this is such an important message. It's my heartbeat. I know it's your heartbeat, but um, yeah, don't listen to them. Yeah. Don't listen. You're you're qualified. You don't need anyone's permission. And not because I say that, but because God says that. And and again, I want to go back to that original quote, because I think this is really important. The unhealed person is going to find an offense in almost anything that someone does or says. The healed person begins to understand Right, that it's actually not about them, and so that's where that's how you know you start to heal when you can hear those comments yelled from the stands, and it doesn't absolutely wreck you and take you out of the game and make you want to run and hide. Mm-hmm. Right, that's when you know the healing's coming. Yeah, when you can just kind of look at something and kind of laugh at it and then delete it and not even have to respond to it. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you're healing. Yeah, that's not about you at that point. That person, yeah. whoever's yelling those things from the stands, 
they're dealing with their own stuff. Yeah. And but it takes a while. It takes oh, yeah. a while to get there. Years. Uh, <laughs> and so again, I just man, I I think that healing starts by you just understanding you're qualified. And I don't know who needs to hear that right now, but I just got a feeling there's somebody listening to this right now, or you know somebody who really needs to hear that right now. You're qualified. You can still be used. Your best days can still be ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Your past does not have to define you. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Oh my gosh, we all are. And I, uh, I just want, I've experienced what second chances feel like and how amazing it is and how incredible things can be on the other side of that. And that's why I want to help so many other people understand that and feel that. And so, you know, we, sorry, I'm, <laughs> you can tell we're passionate about this. God obviously gives us a hundred second chances, right? Like it's not just one mm-hmm. second chance, but it's really hard sometimes to convince ourselves of God's grace. The greatest privilege I think we have in life is to be the human version of that for people. Mm. Um, to actually personify that and be the person, yeah. you know, like do that too, man. Like, yes, believe in yourself. You are worthy. You are all those things, but also like flip that coin and, and live that way too. Um, man, cause that's, that is what I've always said. Like that's yeah. what changes people's hearts more than anything else is when you try to personify God's love in your own life. And I think that that is how lives change. And that's how the people screaming from the stands stop screaming from the stands ultimately. Yeah, that's great. That's a really good point because, you know, when certain people think about God, what they think about God is just what they have seen in the mm-hmm. way that, that people who claim to follow God, yeah. how they act. And so it's real easy for them to get that kind of view in their head that God's a you know, where do people come up with the idea that God's a judgmental, hateful God? Well, they come up with that because they watch some people who claim to follow God act just like that. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Not only do we need to receive, but we need to extend to other people because when we do, there is there is some kind of little miniature miracle that's happening. Um, something, you know, very deep that's happening where not only are we extending love to the other human being, but we're help helping correct their version yeah. of of, of- a healthy God. Mm-hmm. Grace. Yeah. Oh, Powerful. Man. That Woo! stuff is powerful. Woo, I'm Grace. sweating in my armpits. <laughs> That's what you get for wearing a sweatshirt that says uh, Spice, spice Girl. Girl. Because you get it like pumpkin spice. It's like folly. Okay, cool. Oh, I thought it was a playoff like the Spice Girls. Well, it is, but it's like, it's a fall shirt. So it's like Spice Girl and then Pepper has a onesie that says Baby Spice. <laughs> I can't. It's so good. Okay. Anyways, we just ended a very deep conversation with Spice Girls. I think that's a first. Spice up your life. That's definitely a first. That's definitely a first. Anyway, okay. (laughs) Well, as always, I just want to thank you guys so much uh, for just being a part of this community Mm -hmm. and uh, all the encouragement and the love you send our ways. One of the most important things you can do if this uh, podcast has been helpful to you is to share it with other people. Mm -hmm. Rate, Uh, review. Rate and review. Do we still have that thing? We'll send them. Yes, we do. It's the thing is called the 30 days of good. It's a journal. Um, and it is just digital. So we can send it to you via email and you can print it if you want, or just do it on your laptop or tablet. Um, but yeah, it's just 30 days of like encouragement and place for you to journal and, um, practice your gratitude. And, um, if you want it, then submit a review on iTunes. Um, and that, you know, you click like the little star or whatever star you're rating it. And then like your comment and send a picture to info at the And we will send you that. Awesome. Yeah. All right. You are 
qualified. Don't listen to him. We'll talk to you soon.